2: The bullseye that the San Francisco 49ers are shooting at, you know, over the next two years. I think that they legitimately, legitimately have a two year window to, to win a Super Bowl. And let me be perfectly clear what I mean about that. It, it should be kind of obvious, but I want to further explain it so there is no confusion what I really mean. So, two more seasons of. You know, in quotes, that went well football is going to yield you, of course, your 17 game long regular seasons, plus at least three playoff games and possibly one more accounting for either a wild card game or a Super Bowl appearance. Right. Like that. That's so sort of what we're looking at. So we're really talking, Ray, about the next 42 ish. Possible games to be played by a deep run playoff football team, no matter what uniform you were. You know, we're talking about a 42 game window here. And in this 42 game window, the chance for this franchise to win a Lombardi trophy is really there. Now, a lot of the things that they're doing have to continue. They gotta make the right choices. They got a big offseason coming up. And obviously, there's probably no faster way to undo this opportunity than by inviting in a little quarterback chaos. <laughs> and that seemingly is upon us. So, you know, call it a rocky start, whatever you want. It's it's it certainly it feels like you're right behind the eight-ball, thanks to this Brock Purdy injury. Um, or Trey Lance's development, lack thereof, that whatever you want to say is the result of all this. And, uh, you know, obviously, if if Christian McCaffrey, the yardage factory, were to go down, that would be the second, if maybe not, the 1A best way to bring to a screeching halt these major plans of, in the next 42 games, winning a Lombardi trophy would seem like a great idea to me. They're going to have an
0: opportunity to do that. They are, but the only thing, the only problem I have is that you almost can't look two years down the road at anything in football. The one benefit they got today was that the uh, the salary cap got bumped up another 15 million, so they can do a few more things creatively, financial-wise. But given the way injuries happen in this league, and not just 49er injuries, but across the league, you are always one ACL away from being rogered. You have to plan like you've got a window that big, but and I and here's where I'm going. The fact that Kyle Shanahan is as quick to adapt as he is when it comes to roster construction and replacement, that's what's going to keep the window open more than anything else. Because you can't guarantee who's going to survive a season. I mean, what are the odds that you're going to go through four quarterbacks in a year? I mean, and, le- and still end up with with 15 wins like roughly zero, but they managed to do it. And now you couldn't get $5 from anybody who could tell me with any surety who's going to be the starter when the preseason starts. So I think it's not so much the plan, it's the ability to react to the plan that will determine how long their window stays open. To buttress your point about a two-year window is
2: even a large ask let's just be honest about the key players on this team the time is is ticking on very important players it's just the reality of the nfl trent williams is i might body slam this team in an nfc title game years old (laughs) i mean he's 35 uh george kittle who's been hurt in the past obviously is going to turn 30 in october how many more nfl games does george kittle have left in his body does he have 42 games left in his body A career right now stands at 82 games. So does he have half of his career remaining in front of him? It doesn't sound like an awful lot, but when you look at it like that, I guess it kind of of is. I don't think it's uh, unfair to say Christian McCaffrey is maybe the, you know, among the most tread off the tire, oldest 27 year olds in football. I wouldn't undo the trade that brought him here for all the money in the world. I mean, well, if it were up to me making all that money in the world, sure. But you, you know exactly what I mean. He is—he's worth it, even with the tread off his tire. Christian McCaffrey unlocks the key to so much success. We see that. If Christian McCaffrey is the oldest 27-year-old in the NFL, Debo Samuel's probably the second oldest 27-year-old in football, and he's played only one full season in his career. His body has taken such a beating, so the time is ticking. And to say 42 games is the window probably is a little bit. You know, pie in the sky, hopeful. And really, it boils down to next year. I'm glad you feel that way, Ray, because that walks me into my next point. Is it time to bring in Tom Brady? Is it time to bring in Tom Brady? Today, Brian Baldinger was asked by our Morning Rose guys, is it time to bring in Tom Brady? And here is what Brian Baldinger said. Well, you know, when when it was just eight teams standing going into the divisional round, <clears throat> the oldest quarterback of the eight teams was Dak Prescott at twenty nine. It's a young man's game, and mm. I'm not here to knock Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady if they want to keep playing, keep playing. But I I don't want to, I just don't want to build my team with a forty or a forty six year old quarterback. Like I just don't. I don't care if it's a one year rental. Like I I, I want to sustain excellence. You know, they got Joe Montana, you know, at a Notre Dame at seventy nine. They got Steve Young. Like, they built it the right way with those teams, with a young quarterback. Like, built, whether it's Trey Lance or whether it's Brock Purdy or it's somebody else. Like, give me a, young, a younger quarterback that I can, I, I know I'm going to have him for the next five years. Mm. Brian Baldinger knows more about football than Ray and I could ever pretend to know about football. But I think he has evaluated this situation incorrectly. The 49ers are, right now, sustaining a rare level of excellence it's a level of excellence that has not been dotted with a lombardi trophy but they are more often than not in the nfc title game you're not looking to build a franchise around tom brady tom brady is the cherry on top of the franchise that has already been built who better than brady to roll the dice on ray to get what is, I believe, the target that the 49ers are officially shooting at next year. And that target is hosting the NFC title game, repeating as division champs and accumulating the most wins in the conference. So you host that game. That's the target. If I'm Kyle Shanahan, who better to help you reach that
0: target than Tom Brady? I don't know that there is somebody, but Baldinger raises a couple of interesting points, even though he didn't say them specifically. Brady has stayed healthy unusually well, almost to the point where he's sort of like cheating the reaper by being as healthy as he is. But if the 49ers do not address the rest of their offensive line to the right of Trent Williams, he will become yet another casualty because I believe if you look back at all the quarterback injuries that we've got, most of them, or at least the majority of them, can be pinned to the fact that this is the one weakness that offense has: is that they don't pass protect very well. And if you want to have a team that can throw the ball freely and not have to rely on the on the twenty eight, twenty nine year old, twenty seven year old Christian McCaffrey, you've got to get better at that. And the fact that they haven't yet, and in fact, let Lake and Tomlinson go in what I suspect was Pennywise pound foolish addition. Um, I think that reveals the the one weakness in Kyle Shanahan's roster building, which is, yeah, you can have skill guys all over the place, but you have to keep them upright. And if you can't do that, then having Tom Brady is as much risk as it is reward. Secondly, Shanahan had a chance to do this when Brady was a child of 42. And wasn't interested. And thirdly, and this is probably the most salient point if Brock Purdy can be back fully operational within six months, you probably don't need Tom Brady. These are good
2: points. Thanks, man. We we'll get to your concerns about the offensive line, Brock Purdy's recovery, and Kyle not buying in earlier. I just want to talk you through where we are right now. I don't want to move the, medical, the metaphysical future and past around or even talk about the offensive line, which, as it stands today, is underrated. They had two rough games, but two rough games with three very young guys who just learned very valuable lessons that will hopefully forge their offseason of all getting better. So we'll talk about that in just a second. Tom Brady has not missed a game due to injury since 2008. There's no amount of aging that changes that as a fact. And the ability that this team needs in any quarterback is durability. And you can say it's a ticking time bomb. It is a cost. It is a risk. It's all worth it. But over his last 50 games in Tampa, he is a 67% career passer with 108 touchdowns, only 33 interceptions. And he's only been sacked 21 times on average over those three seasons because he still gets the ball out faster than anybody in football. He finished second in MVP voting just two seasons ago. I see people are talking about, well, Damon, he's too old. He's just washed up. I don't think that would be the right thing to do. This is not a long-term fix. This is a deal with the quarterbacking devil of one year, if that's what it is. And let me just get even like a simpler question in there. Let, let me give you a couple more facts first. We're, we're talking about his, his 15 Pro Bowl appearances. He's going to be 46 years old on August 3rd. That's a big number. But a much bigger number than that was the 733 passes Tampa asked him to throw last year. That number would be around 550. Like worst case scenario for Tom Brady. That's 34 passes a game if he were used exactly like Brock Purdy, who averaged 34 passes per game as the Niners starting quarterback. Is there anyone, all due respect to Brock Birdie, is there anyone in the NFL available at a price you could probably land Brady at who guarantees more completions to six to 12 yard passing routes next year? One more point, okay? Is there anyone in the history of the position of quarterback who has had more success? Throwing to elite tight ends, pass-catching running backs, and -and catch-and-run wide receivers than him. I don't think so. I I, I think he creates an instant buy-in. An instant around the team. Like, hey, you know, we really did like Brock Purdy, and we all have an awful lot of confidence in Trey Lance's future, too. But a year of Tom Brady on a
0: let's-see-what-the-hell-happens-if-you-do-that... Why not? Well, as a practical matter, here's why not. One, he's going to cost $30 million. He's not coming in for 15. He made 25 this last year and he's not coming here to take a pay cut. There are other teams out there that are interested in him that will easily meet that price. So it's a bidding war that we're talking about. But
2: what if Brady is officially in the I just want to win mode. I want to sign with the team that gives me the best opportunity to win at the end of my career
0: that leaves him one choice so i'm I'm not saying that that's who knows what's in his own mind oh i don't yeah you don't know i don't know so sure he could he could do that i don't think it's very likely the other thing and this is a weird dynamic that's going to require a lot of humble pie being distributed around the table it's who gets to run the offense Kyle or Brady. I'm going to guess that Kyle wants to run the offense and that he's not going to have a lot of debates about this. And Brady's going to want to run the offense and he's going to be equally stubborn. Do you risk sort of operational clarity, which they have now, for the one year that you're looking for? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know that Kyle knows the answer to that. But I do know that three years ago when Brady was three years younger and, you know, closer, closer than, you know, closer than he is now to, you know, his peak years, Kyle didn't want to make a jump at it. He preferred Aaron Rodgers, which would lead me to my point, which is, if you're interested in Brady, why not be interested in Rodgers? Because Rodgers comes at a price of... You
2: know, closer to 50 million. But if that is enough to upset the apple cart of excellence that you would want to round a quarterback. Again, we're not talking about Brady at a premium. At
0: 30 million, I will roll with Brock Purdy and a surgeon. Okay. No Uh, doubt. Okay. But but here's my point. If you want to make the argument that you could convince Brady you could win a Super Bowl, uh, you just have to take a haircut on the money, you could apply that same theory to Rodgers. If he's desperate to do that, and just restructure his contract for down the road. Just go, okay, $15 million this year, and we'll figure out the rest of it later.
2: But here's what also makes Brady more desirable than that. You don't give anything to Tampa. True. This is just a free agent, man. You don't, We don't need trade for Aaron Rodgers. There's none of trading for a player we can't afford involved in Brady. If it's the price is right, find yourself a better landing spot, Tom. You can't. And in terms of options, I don't know if there's a better option. Can you even imagine what the first Tom Brady offseason at Sarah High School looks like? I mean, you got Vernon Glenn standing on a box covering that thing like it's the Super Bowl, and you have maybe roster-wide buy-in, like the starting defense might show up to that workout. Brady, Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, Christian McCaffrey all throwing together at Sarah High School. Is there anyone who gets as much of an off-season buy-in to working out off the Tom Brady? I just it Like A a two-year deal for Brady, a one-year deal for Brady, to me, sends the right message to Trent, to Debo, to Kittle, to McCaffrey, to Warner, to Bosa, to Armstead. It sends the right message as well to two young quarterbacks who are waiting, hoping for their turn. Brock coming off surgery, Trey coming off way too raw to be ready to go. I just think that it's officially time for the 49ers to say to themselves, our best intentions of trying to create the perfect quarterback to go forward with in the future have to be somewhere down the priority list, which is now secure home field advantage for the NFC championship game next season. That's all that matters. There is nothing further down the road guaranteed. So do that. And oh, by the way, I think the first step to doing that Is now figuring out what is going on at the defensive coordinator position. Uh, I saw that they have scheduled an interview with Steve Wilkes of the Carolina Panthers. To me, Vic Fangio
0: is also in play. Fangio's in play, and so is Chris Harris of Washington, apparently.
2: To me, Fangio would be the choice only because it's officially, it's a, you make that hire and then officially do not have to worry about it going forward. You know, it's like it's like the part in Forrest Gump. He's like, "Well, Mama and I used to have to worry about money, but we don't have to worry about that anymore. So that's nice. You don't have to you don't have to worry about your defense no, if you I, hire I, Vic Fangio you can, you ever can, again.
0: You can do fine with any of the three. Yeah, that, that's my that. It almost doesn't matter who you who you take there. That the Brady thing, it's intriguing, but then we get back to how long do you want the window to stay open? Do you think you can get two years out of him? But you just said,
2: let's not even get no, nuts but, enough to but, think about but two you're years. The, but you one set year. up
0: you set up the framework here, so I'm asking you a question that I don't have the answer to. If you have Brady for one year and you don't get it done, do you bring him back for the second year of this window you want to keep open? If there was no doubt that he was not the reason why it
2: didn't happen, I would say yes. Now, the gas will eventually run out in his tank. There is no forever. And you're you know, you're as in the red of pushing a professional athlete's timeline as you can get. Brady's still not given us a reason to doubt him. He still hasn't. His season last year framed as washed
0: only by those who do not know what they're talking about. Yeah, that, that's not even discussable, because it's clear that he wasn't. He was not washed. He was on he was on a team that wasn't very good. And you know, we, we
2: talked yesterday about what happens when you get one-dimensional. One-dimensional is easier to defend. Tom Brady on the San Francisco 49ers is a headache. And if you want to talk about offensive control and whether he or Shanahan would be able to veto plays and whatever. here's the, At this point, could, Kyle has to come into this just the death of his own ego. Could be the single greatest attribute to the Niners going forward. Who cares who gets the credit at this point? The it's, whole point is win the damn Lombardi Trophy. It doesn't matter who needs to die, who needs to be resuscitated. It just just win the the, the win it all next year. That's it. Your window is
0: now. Here it is. It's not credit. That's the debating point. It's who's going to be able to decide what gets called on third and two. Tom Brady. Wants to have that control. He had that control in Tampa.
2: Here's the deal. We're going to send in what we think is the best play. And if, Tom, your experience and your seven Super
0: Bowl trophies tell you to get into another play, you have carte blanche. You're Tom Brady. And if the play doesn't work, and it doesn't work enough times, then you've got the problem. Then okay, I'm just saying that there what? are landmines here. There's no perfect. We yeah. can't find perfect in any direction. No, but what I'm saying is Brady comes... With a set of benefits and a set of risks, and the risks are greater than I think you're listing, while the benefits are exactly what you're listing. I think there are, there are internal risks that are involved, and there is the fact that until they figure out how to protect the quarterback when he drops back to throw the ball, and the only solution so far is get rid of it within a second and a half, That's the thing that, to me, jumps out as the most significant thing they've got to address. Unless, now, the the equation changes if it turns out that Purdy's surgery is such that it's going to be a year. If they find more damage than they think they've got. In which case, yeah, absolutely, why not, Brady? But if you're going to bring, if you can get Purdy back at 100%, and you believe in him more than you believe in Lance, and you believe in Garoppolo, why would you not believe we have all the other pieces put in place to keep this window open as long as I get me a guard, a a tackle, and a center? If I do that, he gets to stay upright, and we get to do whatever we want.
2: And I honestly don't know if you need all three. We'll talk more about that on the other side here, including taking a couple calls. Somebody says, Damon, is Lamar Jackson still on the table? Again, we're talking about avoiding a situation that leaves you quarterback lists in the most important part of your year. Tom Brady does not miss football games. He has not missed a football game due to injury since 2008. Now, past performance obviously does not dictate future results. We all know (laughs) that everyone is a play away from getting hurt in this league. There is no perfect out there. There is no guaranteed to work out there. I'm just betting odds at this point. If you're talking about the list of problems that come with Brady being more than we have put on the table, who puts a bigger list of obstacles to overcome on the way to hitting the target of hosting next year's NFC title game? Is it Brock Purdy in year two? Is it Trey Lance in year four? Where is it? Or year three, I guess it would be. Year three for it. Trey actually Lance. year one, if you want to get down to it. And that is a very legitimate point. I'd rather have Tom Brady making the audible than all due respect, those other guys.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one...